Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Ignorant Bliss. And this is basically um the appearance by Tom King at Phantom Comics in March 2020 for the release of Strange Adventures number one. Uh, this is like basically post C2E2 and the first release. So he did a bunch of stores in the area that day. Um, yeah, and I'm moderating and there's a there's a audience and they ask questions. I'm not going to go too crazy with the whole intro here. Um, this is pre lockdown for from the coronavirus slash COVID-19. Um, I hope you enjoy. Um, you can follow it. IGBL podcast on Twitter. Julian Lytle on all social media. Ignorant Bliss podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email anything, the Patreon is patreon.com slash Julian Lytle. L-Y-T-L-E. Is how you spell my last name. Like, share, subscribe if you see this somewhere. Spread it around. Oh, buy Strange Adventures number one because it was a good comic. Um, yeah, I think that's all. That is his intro. Peace, folks. With a sunshine smile upon my face, my friends are close at hand. And all my head I visions have disappeared without a trace. I'm mad, oh, I found somebody who I can rely This is the return. This is our last public event in the next few years. <laughs> Enjoy it. Go to dinner tonight. By tomorrow, we'll be stuck in our house forever and ever and ever. And this coronavirus has always shown us green. So, uh, oh, that's right. I know they sent me this. Corona is like a golden color in a bottle that sits at the beach. Oh yeah. People drink it, and it empowers the Fast and Furious heroes to save the world with cars. That's the most yeah. optimistic take on the epidemic. It's the beer virus, is what I call it. <laughs> I named it after a beer. Why? We're all fucked. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, how are everybody doing? Great. Um, I'm Julian Lytle. <laughs> Nobody's doing well. Worldwide, <laughs> <laughs> we're all. I gotta pissed. ask. Uh, I gotta have some manners. I feel like DC. This feels very sniperish. This feels. This is what it feels like. Yeah. That's like the only thing I can think that compares to this. Oh, oh, oh like... see, I lived in the black community. I was never scared. <laughs> we were scared. In the I, know, I, know. I know. We laughed about you. We, we, were, we, were, we were walking the street like this. We were all just looking at each other like, oh, okay, this is going to help us. We were like, yo, somebody's going to shoot him if he come out here. We're going to run up on him. <laughs> is he crazy? <laughs> he knew where to go. <laughs> we see a white van. We run the other way. <laughs> That's what, that's what it feels like. It was like, I remember those like three weeks we couldn't leave your house because I'd get shot. Now you can't leave your house because you think you might sneeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So how are you doing, man? This is like uh, store number like 87. This is store 87, yeah. So I got the virus a long time ago. I'm ahead of you folks. Uh, yeah, this was my last stop. My last stop on the, the whatever tour. Home base. Home base, yes. We're closest to my house. <laughs> so Sadly, nice. no Mitch. 
because he got he got sick of the con. He got sick. Of, we were wearing gloves. Chicagoans. We were wearing gloves. We washed constantly. Um, Too much washing. He ain't drinking enough spray. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but someone had told Mitch if you drink, like his doctor had told him to drink bourbon, like it washes the. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have hallucinated that, but that's what he. <laughs> that sounds like somebody who wants to drink some bourbon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, sounds like, like Trump's doctor. <laughs> yeah, it's Dr. Mario. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we did everything, and, and, and he still got sick. Artists get sick all the time. You yeah, do? Artists, yeah. I don't never get sick. <laughs> oh, maybe they just lie to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you. Ginger. That <laughs> I got ginger, but I got superpowers. <laughs> so, uh, Strange Adventures has just come out. For those, everybody here knows what Strange Adventures is about, right? For the most part, there's Adam Strange in it. <laughs> Look, he flies in space. He has a rocket pack. He does. He fights. He fights aliens. He goes to a whole other planet. He, 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 he unlike me, he shakes hands when he does signings. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's what like let's say a, um, what like a, a E level hero. Like he is not hot, and I don't mean that level. Like he's not popping. Like, 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 I, I rating B level hero. B? No way. No, no, no. No, B. Robin's a B Robin's level hero. B. Yeah. He got cartoons and toys and Robin's cartoons. Robin's level hero. Maybe name mine. Well, then what's Superman and Batman if Robin's A? I feel like there's the Trinity, right? Yeah. Trinity. And then the franchise player. That's LeBron. That's AD. Robin's Cal Kuzma, man. Like, he's coming off the bench. No, Rob makes the All Star team. Just like not everyone knows his name. Bradley Beal. Yeah. yeah, he's like Bradley. No, Bradley Beal didn't make the All Star team. Bradley Beal three years ago. Three years ago, Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, Adam Strange. He's good. Like I'm not. I'm not hating. Him. I'm just saying people don't know that much about. Him. I think you're in the C list. You're still getting people who've had their own titles at some point. Yeah, like Booster Gold might be a C list character, yeah. but he's had his title. Blue Beetle. Either yeah, one. Blue Beetle, but. And D's, yeah, so he's like D-ish. Doesn't get I his own say title. is man. He didn't even have a whole episode of a cartoon yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Moana Beast had a whole episode. <laughs> like a couple, I think, actually. Creeper, see, Creeper, he's, I see he's about DC. He's in the, he's in the middle because, you know, he got friends with the question. You know, <laughs> question C level. Adam Strange got, he got a five-minute intro in the Brave and the Bold. He did, he did. He was lit, he was lit. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was happy to see him. He always looked cool. In Ranker, I went down, I was going, I was fine once with Andy Q. We were trying to figure out a project to do together, so I just pulled up, like, Ranker, and they rank every single DC hero. I know Adam Strange was out of the top 100. He was, like, 107 or something. Dang, they did oh, him dirty. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so That's wow. from the people voting, too, he's, man. Well, <laughs> the problem with Adam Strange is um, uh, he's, he's completely derivative of uh, Flash Gordon. And a little bit of John Carter from all. Yeah, well, John Carter more is, well, yeah. Flash Gordon is a rip-off of Buck Rogers, which is a rip-off of John Carter from Mars. So he's like four rip-offs away from Yeah, the he's that copy, that copy, that copy, that copy, that copy. He's never appeared in like a good story. I mean, yeah, there's there's some of the early, the mid-aughts stuff, the Pascal Ferry. They did like, his art looked fire. I can't even say if the, good, the story was good. Anymore. Yeah, it was, yeah. Pascal was, Ferry, man. Does he even draw anymore? Like the Starfire Animal Man stuff. But even that stuff is not... But like the, oh, like, 52, he was in 52. Yeah, he was in 52. He, he wasn't. But like the original stories are trash. I mean, they're beautiful. They're so good. Like Carmine Infantino's drawn and Murphy Anderson. They're gorgeous, but they're just... It's the Gardner Fox formula where it's like 
a stupid problem presents itself, and then he solves it with science, and every character is generic, and it's just and pew 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 pew, 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 pew yeah. rocket pack. He was That's not even, like his him. name is Adam Strange. There were two books: Strange Adventures and Mystery in Space. Adam Strange was in Mystery in Space. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even bother to put him in the right book. <laughs> I love that title though. Like I don't know. Like I just like the title, like Mystery in Space. Like yeah. Yeah, Mystery in Space is a good title. Like, it sounds like that's 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 for Captain Comet, you know. But, that's but just there was again no mystery in space <laughs> in the Adam Strange story. <laughs> so after, uh... oh, even worse, at one point he was Canadian. What? Yeah, Jeff Lemire came in and he's like, "I'm a Canadian. I'm making all the heroes Canadians." Wow. <laughs> and he, I, I got one guy tweeting me my first day. He's like, "Is he Canadian anymore?" I was like, "No, he's not. He's our goddamn hero." <laughs> <laughs> He's trash and he's derivative, but he's ours. <laughs> Americans go to other places and engage in, in taking over. That's right. Military Canadians stay, stay home. <laughs> That's our business. That's our business. <laughs> but so, like, after um, finishing up running Batman, uh, yeah, critically acclaimed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, critically acclaimed run with uh, Mr. Miracle. And then you had, like, some time off. And you were like, I'm gonna team up with my best buddy Mitch, and we're gonna pull Doc Shaner in, and we're gonna do a comic that uh, I guess reinterprets a Silver Age hero. Yeah. And why Adam Strange? See, I know, <laughs> I know about Mister Miracle because, and this is not hating on Adam Strange, but Mister Miracle was kind of like. Like you didn't even plan for Mr. Miracle. It was like Dan was like, "Here's Mr. Miracle." Yeah, like I want a Mr. Miracle comic, and right. he, you know, this cooked the, up, cooked up some stuff. This I think is the first series where I picked the character. Really, or like, like a series where I picked the character. You like including Batman? Like it was yeah. all thrust upon me. So if this is fucked up, it's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so you decided to pick Adam Strange. You decided to do something with two different artists. Yeah, to represent different parts of the story. Yeah, and you were like. I'm not using the nine-panel grid no more. I'm throwing it out. We going full authority. <laughs> three panels a page. <laughs> That's so easy. That's me so much faster to write. <laughs> <laughs> but you did stick a, a nine-panel grid in there, or Mitch did at least. Wait, no, I stuck it. In. I was like, uh, here it is. <laughs> it's so not, it's we'll, we'll get you through uniform that. As Mr. Miracle was all nine panels. Yeah, this is more like Omega Men, where it was like nine panels the basis. And then and you then work off. off. But yeah, this is three panels. Don't work off. So, yeah, like, yeah, why Adam Strange, man? Well, I mean, I had some ideas in my head of kind of what I wanted to write about. It was like a bunch of things that were colliding in my head at the time. So, but I needed a character to thrust them into, sort of. And I was at Mitch's house. For, I, was, I was, he was getting this kid was getting baptized. Now, his godfather. And we're literally just going on his shelf, and he had the after the whatever the big oversized hardcover of Adam Strange, and we're just saying, "You like this guy? You like that guy? You like this guy?" And uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I like Adam Strange." And I was like, "Okay, well, that's one." And I went home and I and uh, just all the ideas I had melted onto Adam Strange. If we added Mister Terrific to it, which we did, so it became a Mister Terrific Adam Strange story. And then uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was the stuff that was colliding together was like. Um, I just, you know, with everything that's going on, the whole the Mueller Trump thing was going on. We still had hope back then because it was a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, people put too much faith in that Mueller dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is when there was still faith. Yeah, I was out here trusting the feds. Like what? <laughs> no, 
But it was like it was that it was that time when we still had like you know we're like oh there's bad shit going on but someone someday someone's gonna expose the bad shit and we're just waiting for that day to come. Remember mm-hmm. there was that, that hope in America. Hey, we get him out of here. Yeah, look at this. He's gonna find something. Yeah, we're gonna find... it's an episode of Columbo. We didn't realize that the whole <laughs> fucking thing's rigged. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had that in my head. Someone had, literally some some asshole sent me a tweet which was like. Tom, all Tom King does as a writer is he covers up for his war crimes by writing. No. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I ain't gonna lie, I saw that tweet. You saw that tweet? I took, it took a lot out of me not to go off on him. I was like, no, you should not. You, you got me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you nerdy. But yeah, I digress. No, I was at first. I was like, shit, that's real mean. And I was like, but what if it was true? How awesome would that be? <laughs> I wonder if that was I was covering up for my war crimes and being a writer. I was like, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> a comic book, a Batman, a all type of writing. That was crashing into it, and then um, some guy came up, came up to me at a con uh, and was like, "I've got a story idea for you," and that's like the worst thing anyone can say because right. it's always gonna be like, "What if the power pack?" Or super old and dead, you know, like or something you know, really stupid. <laughs> why would I want to read that? Yeah, I... <laughs> um, but uh, so you're like, okay, just tell me your. You're not supposed to say no, but he was very persistent, and he's like, I want to do a year one, but for a villain. And I was, I was like, oh, that's pretty chill. That's I like that year one, like Joker year one. That'd be cool. Or Two Face year one. Like, Are you sure was this like... wasn't um the director of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's really suspicious. That was, <laughs> he he came up with some makeup on. It's like I got an idea for you. <laughs> Secretly, I know he writes Batman. <laughs> so I can tell the execs that he's good for it. Still <laughs> make it. Like, what if he starts out real depressed and then he just stays that way? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all those ideas were in my head, and then he said Adam Strange, and I, I, you know, and like Adam Strange is like, like I said, he's one of these um, taken from sort of this colonial idea of these like this 19th century ideal of like your first son inherits your wealth and your second son is completely worthless in Britain, but you send him off to India and he goes over there and there he's like a captain of the army and he's got servants and he becomes a hero and he can marry a princess and like this idea of a white guy going to a brown land and becoming king where he's nothing here. That's like the whole basis yeah. of Tarzan and Buck Rogers and all that shit. Um, sure, I love old Tarzan movies though. So <laughs> suspect. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so, um, and it's all built on like Lawrence of Arabia which came out right at that same time. That idea of Lawrence, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was all that stuff. I was like, oh, well, how, how about a guy who, you know, went overseas and did sort of that Tarzan, Buck Rogers thing, and he comes back and, and nobody knows if he was good when he was over there. It's only his word. And so he, in an investigation, like that Mueller stuff opens up. And so we have like two heroes trying to seek, one trying to prove that he's innocent and one trying to sort of prove that he's guilty. And then like stuff in my head, like billions, like the idea of a show that's based on like two you know, two, two protagonists people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fighting each other. And and also, I've been accused of faking my CIA stuff, um, which was not fake. I went and did that. I blame and, it all on that one dude who was writing, was it Wet Works back in the day? And he was like, I was did this, this, this. And yeah, it was out. that it was like, guy. And I was like, they found out, like, bro, you was in the house. You didn't even, <laughs> you was out here talking about, you CLT6. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> I remember you still cons and shit, yeah. Oh, it was such a thing. I was so defeated. I started reading that comic like everybody else did. It was like, liar. So they thought I was that, but I wasn't. So it was one of those things. You got the picture. Or something. You got the picture, man. No, I, I actually did it. I was there. My no, wife saw yeah, it. I saw, yeah. 
You had hair. Uh, yeah, I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinner. It was great. 2000s. <laughs> yeah, it was the 2000s. 2000s. We were afraid of getting blown up instead of sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days of innocence. Uh, so had boy bands. So all, all of that became, Shut so yeah, so I, need, I needed two heroes and... Um, I knew one would be a sad white guy, so I decided to not do a sad white guy for the other one. So, <laughs> so, so then I just, uh, Mr. Terrific, yeah. And I watched a lot of Justice League action at that time. I really liked their Mr. Terrific yeah, portrayal. He was good. Yeah. He was a good one. Hannibal Buress does his voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like how you decide to start, start in terms of Adam Strange telling his own story. Basically doing this. That you've done so much of sitting behind tables and signing things that you were like, you know, I want to start this story. The main character is going to be standing by the table, introduce himself and signing books. And I was like, that had to be the easiest panels for you ever. So write. easy. Like, hey, Mitch, you remember that time we was at uh, San Diego? Draw that. <laughs> I know. I was, I, was, I, was, I was like, I was, and Mitch is like, oh man, these are so hard. I was like, what is this guy signing? He's like, the, you, when you sign, there are books behind you, and I got to draw all those fucking books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you, what made you start off that, like that in terms of him selling his story to the people and being celebrated for it while also showing like. The reality is that versus the, which for me, the way I read it, a constructed version of the past in his head. Yeah. Like, I am amazing and I fight for freedom in space. Yeah. Look at my beautiful wife. <laughs> Her cool dad as a scientist and my beautiful baby girl. These evil villains, they shot at me first. Pew, 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 pew. That's right. So, yeah, like, what made you decide? <laughs> you are the voice inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> so That's not far off. <laughs> what made you decide to, like... Uh, pair those two things and contra- contrast those things because the signing things is like Alana is like a real person when she's in the Mitch pages yeah. and Doc Shana she's like oh yeah oh save me <laughs> oh, Adam <laughs> and it is it's hard like, to write seeing the letters like oh man that's some shitty dialogue <laughs> I was like who wrote this oh it was me <laughs> it felt authentic to like reading own comics though yeah it, well you'll see over the series that'll that that gets more real because it gets more hardcore. It almost starts as ideal and sort of descends. Uh, the the dark stuff is, I feel like a um, uh, tail into the heart of darkness. Like you're going down into something dark. Because um, I think, and that's really responding to docs. So uh, again, we, we the, the the two art part that also, that also came during the the mission because at the end of Mister Miracle. I, and Mitch was getting to be a better and better artist. And the problem is when people become better artists, they take more time. That's true. Um, and he was elevating his game, and I knew he could go up another level. And I was like, but if he goes up another level, the book's never going to come out. Um, and I had worked with Doc Shaner on a project at Green Lantern Issue, which I loved. I was like, Doc draws the dream of comics. Mitch draws like the grounded reality of comics. And they're best friends. They're both these Midwest boys who know each other and talk to each other all day long. I was like, and, and neither of them were great at hitting a 20-page a month deadline. I was like, we combined them. And suddenly, ten pages a month. Yeah, we can make this happen. Yeah, because usually in Batman there were a lot of issues where it was like they'd call me at the last second and be like, "Because you're double shipping," and like Mikel's not going to make it or bring in Jorge. He's got to do four pages of this issue, and then you have. To, I I like to build the issue around the art. So suddenly, so you're not just like reading a page and the art suddenly transforms. Like, okay, well then I have to add this flashback sequence or something. So to take that sort of weakness, which was always a frustration, turn that into a strength of the issue, to give them more room. That 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 uh. 
that solved sort of a practicality problem and also created this storytelling where I could do two different, um, uh, I could tell two different stories at the same time that contrasted and talked to each other. Um, and then I was reading um, Jaime's stuff, Jaime Hernandez. Yeah, he's a um, genius. Yeah, he's a genius. As you know, on, you, one of your recommendations. That's right. Locust changed your life. I'm telling you. And he was, and I was reading his stuff, and his, his stuff is really confusing at first because he uses no transitions. No, like, yeah, it'll go Zero. from, like, a space mechanic into, like, lady wrestling. Yeah. Which, Nowhere. Like, from panel to panel. <laughs> and he'll be like, like, two characters will be talking about something, and then, like, the next panel will be three years later, two other characters talking, and then the next panel will be in between the two. And, you'll be, and like, you have to just kind of, like, let it wash over to you, and then, like, at the end, you're like, oh, that was what the story was about. And so I was like, because I'd always used very strict um, transitions to sort of be like, even Alan Moore, like in Watchmen, he uses puns as transitions, right? Like someone will be like, um, I, uh, I, I stopped today at a red light, uh, um, and then the next thing you'll see is a red light in the next panel, even though it's completely unrelated. Never caught that. I'm not gonna oh my God, it's the whole freaking thing. Because it's not that funny to me, so I didn't... Like... Uh, it's puns. Now, you read Watchmen now, it's all puns. <laughs> He'll be like, I'm... That day I crossed the street, and the next thing will be a cross, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, so I decided to, 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 to do the Jaime way, where it's like, oh, if you throw away the transitions and you put them right in between, it creates this kind of dissonance, which is kind of, I don't know, it, it, it plays with the mind. Like, you can do it better. Yeah, it was very so. interesting when reading it, how it'll go from a Mitch panel into a Doc panel, and back and forth. Uh, since, since, like, how has, like, how has like I guess interacting with people in the last week gone with gone with the book because I think your book has been kind of highly anticipated yeah um, because of your past success and to do something completely new um, you know it's, it's using something similar to before like you know I'm not like I love Mr. Miracle but people wasn't checked for Mr. Miracle until your book came out yeah uh, how has it been? I've been reading a couple of your different interviews, and like I didn't know about the whole uh, some of the inspiration for the story coming from like people questioning your past because it doesn't like I didn't think it was that big of a thing until I was like, oh yeah, people were doing that. So have you have you gotten good response so far? This first issue, it seemed people are, were anticipating hearing about Mrs. Terrific, which you know. You know, I knew about for a while, but you know, yeah, people well, ain't really checked for Mr. Terrific either. And, but people was like, Mr. Terrific, and I was like, Oh, oh, he has fans. <laughs> he, has so, <laughs> he has so few fans, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When we did the Mr. Terrific announcement because we were doing like, Oh, it's just, it's, it's a co-star because I mean, it's literally not an Adam Strange book. It's Mr. Terrific has just as much screen time as Adam Strange, almost because he exists in the present, not in the past. But yeah. In the present story, he has just as much screen time. And every other issue is a, they switch off. So this is the Adam Strange issue. Next issue will be a Mr. Terrific issue. Um, and uh, yeah, so when we announced Mr. Terrific, we're like, Mr. Who the fuck is like nobody? <laughs> nobody takes that character seriously. No. As and he's the all they know is that he's the third smartest man alive, which is stupid. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's just a uh, so Jeff Johns and um that other guy that writes movie, used to write movies now. When they made JSA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made him like, he's the third smartest he's man. He's the third smartest man, and he's an atheist. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a big thing guy. back in the yeah, day. Yeah, he was an atheist. 
Um, that's but that's almost all. He, and he has a T on his face, which is dumb mask. Nah, that's kind of hard. <laughs> We've had a discussion about it's this. Hard. <laughs> Julian tried to talk me into all this stuff. It's hard. It's hard. It's a T, bro. It's a T. It's made of nanotechnology. That's even harder, bro. He's <laughs> <laughs> a do things. But uh, he has the jacket. He has the jacket. He has a. He has a oh, you're gonna say it's a cool jacket. It is a cool jacket. <laughs> it's not a cool jacket. It's, it's a fair it's play. Fair play. <laughs> There's reasons why that's hard. America's not fair, goddammit. <laughs> That's it, man. That's He's out about. here. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Um, yeah. There's a line in the second issue where he goes, man, people don't like when people like me question people like him. Right. You know? So It'll be hard. So, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that was one of the things that make Adam Strange sort of this ideal American hero and making Mr. Terrific someone who doesn't match their ideal even though he is their ideal because he's the smartest person he's a great athlete he's an olympic gold medalist he's invented shit that saved the world but he just doesn't get the respect that Adam strange does yeah that strange don't do nothing but fly around and says and shoot a little laser pistol he just told a good story that's true so um yeah so uh that, that yeah so uh yeah but the reaction of the book has been um good yeah i mean it's it's like people are like mrs miracle changed my life I can't wait for your new number one. <laughs> like, guaranteed to change it back. <laughs> um, well, I do feel like, like, so I wrote these, I, I wrote, I mean, like, Batman, Mr. Miracle, and Heroes in Crisis are, on some ways, there's, they have, like, soft, warm centers. I know that's hard on, Mr., on Heroes and Heroes, but, like, this, the, the center of the sort of theme of the whole thing was, like, um, life is shitty but at least you know it's your wife can be nice to you or you know like at least you can find someone you love you know and if you find someone you love that can mean a lot to you you got that heroes in crisis too in heroes in crisis yeah that's in there you know right? what I'm saying? there's a lot yeah. of this bromance this this that's you know sh- harley ivy yeah exactly wally that, just misses family man that there's some warmth because i think that was like those years where like everything seemed like shit and we we're just kind of clinging to each other and be like okay there's 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 but the next, this book and and Bat Cat and the next one, they're much angrier books. Like they're not, they're not. Like when I first um, uh, talked to Mitch, I was I was like, this. We did our Strangers thing, kind of the warm, funny thing that makes people happy. This is our true detective. This mm. is our this is our thing that makes people season one, hopefully, not that season two <laughs> or three, not two. I still ain't watched three, so I can't. Well, oh, three is good. Okay. The ending is all right, but it's worth it just for it's just worth right. worth right for the ending. It's good to hear. Yeah, three is real good. Um, two is shit. That was terrible. Yeah, that was, that was the guy smelling other rubbish. Yeah, that's like he had enough money to buy drugs now, and then he wrote that, <laughs> and then he got clean and wrote three. <laughs> I wish I could get some money to not buy drugs. Dude, season one, he rips off Alan Moore one to one, in the end of season one when he does the top ten thing with the stars. That's the biggest rip off I've ever seen in anything. Have you guys seen season one of True Detective? Yeah. It ends with him doing this thing where he quotes like. Oh, it looks like there's a game in the sky, and 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 there's and the, the the light. There's so few light against all the dark. He's like, oh no, you don't understand. Like it used to be all blackness. That's an exact. That's a direct quote from Top Ten in Issue Eight. Very famous. Warner Brothers owns it anyway. Yeah, but you can't do that. I can't. <laughs> He's robbing him all the time. I can't. Do that. <laughs> and Strange Adventures one with oh man, the comedian's dead. You know, like you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> A button. There's a button on the ground. <laughs> the blood on the other side. <laughs> now it looks like a mole. Uh, 
So yeah, I, I, so I'm a little nervous about this because it's not as warm and fuzzy. Like the relationship between Adam and Alana is not all. You called me and told me you're like Alana seems the opposite of Barda. Yeah. So like there is this relationship's not as healthy and not as uh, present and and. and and Mr. Terrific's not about love of his wife. His wife and unborn child are dead. And he's, like, living completely in loneliness. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so this is much more angrier work. So we'll see We'll see how that goes over. It feels like an angrier time. We feel a little more pissed than we used to be. That is true. And shit. we got the beer virus, so. <laughs> yeah, so comics survive. <laughs> so I think, you know what? I've, I've talked to you for now a good 25 minutes. Sorry I talked too long. No. I, I always kind of want to leave it up to see about the people in the audience so they can ask questions. Yeah. Because we talk all the time, so this is kind of like... we do. I got to cancel Raw tomorrow, though. Uh-huh. I, I'll give you my tickets, though. Mm. What's well, Monday? It. It's Monday. Oh, yeah, well, I can't know what fucking yeah. day of the week it is. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm really, I've been debating until, like, just today. My wife's mm. right. It's coronavirus. It's the coronavirus, yeah. yeah. It's the explosions, though. Okay, you can't go to wrestling, man. Have you seen wrestling fans? <laughs> they're gonna cancel WrestleMania. No, no, no. They'll no, they'll wrestle without an audience. Well, they There's already do that. <laughs> and their attendance is like. So if you don't go to Raw, like. Did, did, did they announce the NCAAs are having no audience today? I thought someone said that. I don't know. That. I know the NBA is talking about it. But does anybody have any questions? Yeah. I, I, I do. So. Uh, one of my favorite books of all time is is The Forever War by Joe Haldeman. Love it. Yeah. And uh, what I love about your comics is it, it reminds me of how much I, I loved reading that as, uh, you know, in, in high school because it's about people who go long distances, fight a war, then they have to come back and reckon with that. And yeah. that seems like the type of story that you are very attracted to. And I was yeah. wondering what keeps you, you know, invested in that kind of story what attracts you to it i like question i think it's two things. yeah no 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 it's, it's it's two things number one it's my life right like i did that um uh the war crimes yeah and the war crimes yeah so <laughs> when you commit war crimes it's hard to forget you know there's uh, all you go still get residuals for that <laughs> yeah you still get the residuals um it's like kite so, man war crimes. <laughs> uh so like if I, if if I was just to write about my life now, it'd be like Grant Morrison. Like I'm just a writer writing about writing, and Grant Morrison's already did that. So like I could, so I have to take whatever's unique about me, and the unique part of me was I did that thing and came back. But I don't want it to be stale and just do it over and over in the same way. Um, but I think at this point, to me, war or that—that's more of a metaphor than an actual war. Now I could be wrong, you know. It's like sometimes you don't know what you're writing when you're writing it. But to me, it's 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 a like I don't know. Sorry, this is a real nerdy reference but it's, it's like Sondheim's like into the woods like there are times in your life when you're just in the woods and it does not necessarily have to be in the war there's just those times in your life where, it's, where so many stressful and weird things are happening to you you feel like everything's at risk and there are times in your life when you're just settled down and you're just living your day and you're getting through your week and um, so I, I think I just use war as that sort of a metaphor for those into the woods times those times when just like everything seems at, at stake you know um and then that's that's what I'm trying to be. And I, I mean, I guess I could use some other metaphor, like they're always in the kitchen cooking or something. But <laughs> <laughs> comics aren't ready for cooking comics. Man- manga not is here. there. We're not, not there. Not here. <laughs> not here. <laughs> they got a ton of those in Japan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's that, it's that, it's that idea. That's the war idea. Um, 
you may have already answered this question before, but I'm kind of new. To That's it. all right, no problem at all. New to your work and such, but um, I really enjoyed the Mr. Miracle. Thank you. But I was wondering, do you feel that as far as heroes now, in order to kind of keep the medium going, would limited series like that be a better fit for the hero genre, which allows artists, um, allows writers like you to kind of take your own interpretation with it and have a short story? It doesn't have to be attached to continuity. Would that work out better in the long run, do you feel? I think it depends on the writer. It definitely works for me. Um, I hate the, the word, it depends. Um, yeah, I, th I think so. I think in the day, in, like like our brains are now Netflix brains where they're not, you know, uh, Law and Order brains anymore like they were 20 years ago. I feel like like what we want when we go to stories is we want something long and complete that has an ending that's also a... Like we're, we're looking for a 12-issue story. We're looking for that. We're looking for something with completeness. Um, when you... When you if you're like three issues in, in, into, a, into an ongoing series and you kind of wrapped up your first story and you're halfway into your own, I, I, it just feels convoluted nowadays. It just doesn't feel right. Like I feel like we, we, we watch shows that way. We, we're, we're used to 10 episodes and, we, and then we want to be. So I, I do think if, if you're doing... But the Mr. Miracle model hasn't worked for... Like they've tried it with Metal Men, they tried it with Martian Manhunter. Um, it hasn't worked for a lot of people. I probably should say this. They tried with Metal Men because the Metal Men book is trash. Bro. <laughs> you can say it. He got fired. That's true. He's garbage, bro. Oh, I mean, recorded. He's, he's an awesome man, though. He is. I don't know him. <laughs> he is. A I've never met him. So, but that Metal Men, every time he writes them, it is bad. No opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Martian Manhunt, I don't know. I ain't read it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I do think that's a good that's a good way to look at it. I think if I had, because I looked at Batman as like 100 issues as a limited series. I think that was too long. But uh, if I had looked, looked at it as 12 issues of sort of chapters, maybe it would have um, been done differently or something. But yeah, I, I, I think we should, we, we should embrace that. And, and, and they're selling better. The Black Label, can, uh, those Black Label stories are selling better than the ongoing books at this point, which is crazy. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's where, that's, where, that's where the heat is. Except for, you know, like the... Perennials, which at DC is just Batman. And Watchmen. And Watchmen, yeah. But, Don't forget. Yeah. But Doomsday Watchmen. Clock's off. Doomsday Clock was 12 issues. That sold pretty well, too. So. I don't want to talk about that story. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my bosses. A handsome man. <laughs> just like the other one. Well, I just read this. I read this House of X, Power of X. I read that two days ago. Read the whole thing. And which is a contained story. And I thought that was a great way to launch the X-Men. It's just to... And I know they did it as a 12... They must have done a ton in, in advance. But, like, to have just a full, complete story where you get in 12 weeks or, and at the end of the story you launch out of that, I thought that was a genius way to do it. Marvel did it. Yeah. It does seem pretty smart for what I hear about it. Yeah. It was good. The exact opposite of how I write anything. It was good. <laughs> Pinkman and I are the exact opposite writers, I think. Oh, it's a compliment he, to him. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. you got to have graphs and... Source books and, <laughs> and keys. Well, he brings he brings his heroes up. Like every every Hickman hero, like ascends to godhood. So, yeah, they do get, they do get. And I and I take my heroes and I bring them. Down. <laughs> <laughs> All my heroes are like they're like veggie trays, and he's like a society of perfect people. Balance is achieved. Anybody else? Okay, Mike. This glasses guy, that glasses guy, and I saw somebody in him. So, okay, my quick question is: um, Have the changes at the top of DC affected your plans for the next couple of years, or does it not matter with what you're pitching at the moment? 
Uh, I mean, they've affected my plans with what I'm pitching. I wasn't pitching anything for a while. I I transitioned to a new point in my career. Julian's heard about this too much because I whine about it. But after I left, (laughs) (laughs) after I left Batman, so I I had this TV show coming that will never come. But um, but it was supposed to be a thing. And you know they're gonna do like a writers' room and everything, and they were like, "100 percent, it's gonna happen, Tom." You know, here's mo- they're paying me money and everything, and then the this movie which which we're doing with uh, Ava, um, that Julian's helping with, it. and um, I was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna need some time to do that." And so like I came off Batman, and I focused on first two series, Batcat and Strange Adventures, um, but then the TV show turned what well, always happens in Hollywood, you know, a movie star saw a butterfly or some shit. <laughs> Um, and so that's still going, but it's a little slower. And then Ava keeps winning awards. So that's true. Yeah, that is true. That's true. I, yeah, she's at a award show like every two weeks. Well, she's good. She's the best. <laughs> she deserves all the awards. Um, uh, so we're working on the movie, but I had a little extra time, and um, so I picked up a third series. But again, all of them were sort of outside of continuity series. They were, they were got, they were just like Adam Strange Adventures, like. Like, Batman Catwoman has now sort of been a lot, a lot elevated from what we first thought it was, where now it's going to be sort of a Dark Knight Returns. My, my, tri- my attempt to do Dark Knight Returns, like a very big, important story. And um, and this, the third one, which hasn't been announced yet, is, is super ambitious. It's not the 103rd most popular character. It's like a top 10 guy. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm working on that, but they're all, they're all side projects, and they were with Dan. Now Dan left, so now there's Jeff, and they're sort of redoing how to do the whole universe. Um, and I met with them and they're like, Tom, you know, how much do you want in? How much do you want out? And, um, and, I was, and I've never been, I should say, I've never been happier with my comic book career ever than I am right now. I love when I, Strange Adventures is so much fun to write. Backhead so much fun. His third project is brilliant. So I was like, I don't really want, I don't know, I, I want, I love where I am, so I don't want to change too much. So um, it, it doesn't really affect me except they just, you know, they gave me a good green light to do what I want. Um, and uh, did I tell you what they offered me? I'll tell you offline. Okay. I, need, I need your help with it. We're going to okay. do it together. All right. This is going to be a Lytle King joint. Okay. You ready? <laughs> I can always like money. You're going to like it. <laughs> All right. Daryl said something to me when we talked yesterday about the other day about Black Lightning. What she told me, he told you that the show is fire and you need to watch Black Lightning. The CW shows are. Oh, I'm on. I'm Black on, I'm Lightning. Recording. Black Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> your black friends like it a lot, so it has been good. <laughs> uh, Oh, Listen to us. God, for real. Man. <laughs> She's very nice. Oh, man, she looks nice. <laughs> I have no opinion on that subject. I know. Uh, Talking about literature influences, uh, was Freedom by Jonathan Friends and any influence on the vision? Because I think they are kind of similar in some themes and I never read Freedom by John. I read Corrections. I think that's my only friends and I read. I never liked friends and there are too many fucking analogies. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everything is like something else, man. Friends and always feels, uh, no offense if he's in the room. Uh, <laughs> um, but he always feels like the guy who was the best guy in his writing room, you know? Like, I knew exactly how to describe a tree, motherfucker, you know? Like, <laughs> like I always feel like I'm reading a, a text by a guy who's really good at a... I don't know. His his writing never really struck me on a deeper level. Some of his essays are obnoxious. I mean, okay, but um, but yeah, no, I, I didn't I didn't read Freedom. I know it's about Iraq and stuff, but I didn't. That's all I know about it. Who calls a book Freedom? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't have Once Cross Sky is not a good title, but it's better than Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like I'm being bagging on of all people. So that guy. That the glasses guy. Glasses guy. Yep. Uh, you had mentioned sort of the trajectory of the books where sort of like, you know, is becoming angrier, you know, these last few nights. Yeah. You ever see yourself going maybe going back to something like Grayson, where it's like a little a little more lighthearted, a little more like Yes, I would love to. Yeah, I'd like to. I, I'd love to do. You know, a, a lot of that is, is Tim Seeley, uh, who I was co-writing Grayson with. He didn't like. I. This is not an exaggeration at all. I wrote a Grayson arc that was Grayson going to the Holocaust. <laughs> Man, because, because he he was um, uh, half Romani, and there, there was a Romani Holocaust. So I spent a week researching the Romani Holocaust, and I was going to do this whole thing because just I'd never seen that in a comic book before. People talk about that, and I wrote this. So I wrote a whole issue where it's like, oh, sad Grayson climbing walls and Holocaust and stuff, and and and, and Tim Seeley's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He's a super spy with a nice ass. Happy <laughs> Holocaust. Um, so he, he kept me honest in that series. But yeah, I, 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 it's well, well, this thing I was talking about, Julian, is much lighthearted. Yeah, I'd love to do something. Um, like when I was writing Booster, that was so much fun. I, I like humor comics. I, I, sometimes I get funny in my comics, but I very rarely. It's usually sad dudes looking at windows. But I'd like to do, I'd like to do something more fun and adventure and stuff like that. Yeah. We have a, a Grayson short story that Seeley wrote. I, I just kind of helped out with it in the new Robin 80th anniversary. Oh. And it's very lighthearted and fun. Very Seeley. Yeah. When does that come up? I don't know. Soon. It's I did the Catwoman one, and it's depressing. This is a bunch of 80th <laughs> anniversary. It'll make you cry. The Catwoman one will make you cry. There you go. Long hair guy. Hi. Um, What's up? Thanks for coming. Oh, sure. Thanks for being here. Um... Speaking of the perennials, I, I got a question in my mind about like how you approach storytelling, whether it is you have a particular story in mind for a given character, or whether the character happens and you figure out a way to write something around the character. Um, and I guess tangentially, do you think you've got like the Captain America or an X-Men story in you someday? It, it happens both ways. Um, Heroes in Crisis, which I know everyone hates, but I love it. Um, <laughs> it's great. Uh, Come on. It, oh, like I called Dan, um, and I was like, I have a story in my head because he said, "Do you want to do a like a bigger event kind of thing?" I was like, "I have a story in my head. It's it's about a, a mass murder at a um, psycho at, a, at a, um, a psychological facility, and and two suspects get away, and they both suspect each other, and but someone who you think is dead actually did it. Um, and he gave me the characters. He's like, "Okay, the two suspects are." Harley Booster and the and 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 the person who did it is Wally and boy that fucking was a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I but in, in that, he hates the Teen Titans, bro. Yeah, he does. Well, the, yeah, he, like, he just he, disliked. Them. He also gave me the victims and they were all Titans. Yeah, <laughs> I had to take some out that weren't Titans because it was too much. And, they, like, and oh, and half of them were LGBTQ people. It was like I was like, no, you cannot kill. It was the whole thing. But anyways, um, he killed, he made you kill a hot spot. Uh, oh yeah, well, hot spot. I mean, he's below Adam Strange. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I gave him a moment, though. He had a moment. He, did. he can come back. Everybody comes I know, back. They can all come back. It's real easy. Yeah, it's real easy to bring back. But still, um, like, yeah, why do you hate the Titans so damn much, man? What was going on? Uh, he's if I ever get man, to meet him, I will ask him this question, like for real. <laughs> uh, give me that comic book guy answer, either. Like, nah, bro, why you hating, bro? <laughs> well, we don't, we'll never go to a con again, so you don't have to. <laughs> Um. Uh. So. So there. I, but like with Mr. Miracle, we were given. We were. Give, I was given Mr. Miracle. Almost said we were given Mr. Miracle because you helped me out with that. Yeah, yeah. And I was. 
and I built the story around him. I researched him. I was like, oh man, this. I, mean, I, I actually read a ton of Mr. Miracle and like Adam Strange, but um, so I knew. And I was like, oh man, that's fucked up. A guy who's, you know, God gave his son to the devil. That creates its own fucked upness. And then Julian helped me out a lot with why Dark Side is and came with the Dark Side is thing, and so combining those two things made that story. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 worked both. Ways. There's a second part of your question. Nah, forget it. it was yeah. good though. Oh well. I was just I, I I was throwing out some favorite characters to see if you had a story in you about. Oh yeah, X Men and Wolverine. X-Men. Yeah. So I was gonna I, at one point I was gonna go to Marvel. I think I, can t- I feel like I can tell this story now. <laughs> and tw- twice in my life I've gone to Marvel. So the first time I was gonna write Fantastic Four. So I had a Fantastic Four pitch I turned in. Mm. Um, the second time. Damn um, Ike. Damn Ike. Yeah. The, uh, the second time I was going to do Wolverine and Captain America as parallel books where um, I don't know, the, the, where Captain America was where, where someone had done something bad and Wolverine was going to kill that guy and Captain America was saving him and there were books mm. where Wolverine was hunting Captain America and so you'd see the hunt from both sides kind of, one I kind of took, turned that idea into, into Strange Adventures yeah. two, two heroes kind of collide with each other less yeah. sneaky sneaky snarl snarl though yeah. <laughs> shield versus the snipe so yeah, I, I, at one point I was gonna do that. That would have been awesome. I, I, I grew up a Marvel zombie. That's those, that, 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 that's where my heart is. Is Marvel sometimes? Um, although I love DC, and I, I read a fair amount of DC when I grew up, and I think DC has created overall better heights. But um, like Watchmen and New Frontier and shit. Yeah. Anyone else? Sweet. Now I just get to play. All right. <laughs> this is Rochambeau for the rest of the time. Oh, what about? Um... Anything about Bat and Cat? You know, does they have anything about that? Clay's drawing it real slow. He missed the deadline yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. he's, he's rendering every goddamn brick on the wall. <laughs> he is. You know, Clay, he, he drew, drew the, the, the famous flower splash he did where he drew, he drew all the flowers. He drew every single flower. <laughs> and it was, it's not the same flower over and over again. Every flower is different, so it spells out something. Like, man, you could have let the colors just, like, do a texture. Uh, yeah, he could have just. <laughs> Um, so it's it the first four scripts are in, um, and and Clay is working on them, and they're beautiful. It's the best work he's ever done. It looks it looks like a combination of Mazzucchelli and Jim Lee, and it's gorgeous. But, and I love it. And I have no idea when it's coming out. Depends on how fast Clay can draw. I'm thinking mm. we're thinking December is the best guess. Okay. At this point. And do you think the secret book will be announced anytime soon? Was, because we don't have conventions probably anymore. So are they gonna do like a YouTube thing or something? Like, like yeah, just one day I'm gonna send it out on Twitter and be like, I hope you guys are still going to comic book stores. Like, <laughs> do you need me to send you copies? Comics Dollars, you about to really win now. Look, everyone's be stuck at home. You know, the Wi-Fi is gonna stop working at some point. I will send you stuff. Yeah. Jeff Bezos will find a way for Amazon to come to your house. <laughs> It'll be a little Robot. drone. Robot. 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 Every Amazon driver is going to have a, like a suit. Yes. <laughs> and they will still be in their cars. Prime must go out no matter what. Yeah, Prime, Prime goes out. <laughs> um, I got to get my packages in two days. I was texting with Dizio like, like, I don't know, a week ago or two weeks ago. And I was like, and he's like, yeah, we're going to announce the C2E2, which was like three days. I was like, holy shit. And then <laughs> we saw what happened wow. with that. Yeah. <laughs> that was his last decision. And then Keith was like, nope. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but yeah, that was surprising. Yeah. It was well, like, uh, yo, you see this? Oh, <laughs> uh, did you see this? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so the, the first issue is almost done. I think it's like two pages left or something. And I'm, I'm doing this different than I've ever done a book before where I'm writing all 12 back to back. So that. Um, so you're writing like a book? 
Yeah, I'm writing like a novel almost, and it's all in the same document and everything. So, yeah. mm. so I, I'm just trying. I'm trying to mix it up and not be the same writer I am last year as I am this year. So hopefully that'll help. Okay. I think Mike has another. Thing. I was just going to follow up with you guys joking about the deal. Do you think DC should just scrap continuity like they did back in the day? And when did they scrap continuity back in the day? The Silver Age didn't have much yeah, continuity. Bronze Age didn't have much. Oh, I and guess that's they, true. Yeah. So and Bronze Age had some. Yeah, a little. You can tell you're you're selling out of continuity stories already. So <laughs> yeah. You know, would it be healthier for the industry if uh, they took that approach? Do you think? <sighs> no, probably not. I think it would. Let me give you my definition of continuity. My definition of continuity. Continuity is what is good. Like that's that's what is good. Like uh, um, that that what that's what sticks. Shit that's not good. I remember when I did Omega Men. I was like, I was reading the first like four or five issues of the original series are good. Then it goes off the rail. And literally, literally, the writer writes a letter being like, I hate this book and I'm quitting. And they publish the fucking letter in the book. <laughs> um, <laughs> Roger Slifer. Um, and then like even in New Fifty Two, Rob Liefeld tried to brought back the Omega Men and Oh, it was terrible. It was like in Hawk and Dove or something like one of his side titles. All his side titles were all every I read all the first issues, eight issues of every fifty two title. No. One of them he has no right to be angry at anybody. <laughs> the trash talk like anybody in D C like Rob Life of a handsome man, I'm fine with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he got a problem with me, he can see me. That is reach a cause that we might not go to. <laughs> But uh, I'm, it was it wasn't good, and I was like, okay, so so what? Uh, so I just I took the continuity from what was good, and like like Killing Joke wasn't supposed to be in continuity, but now right. that definitely happened because yeah. it was it was good. They can't stop referencing Killing Joke now. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Which is part of my problem is that you know they can't leave Crisis alone. They keep going back. Yeah, back. they keep going back to. I don't know. I, I do think like this. We we survive in this industry based on the Wednesday Warriors, um, and a significant percentage of those people are looking for like what counts. And if we just throw out continuity, we'll lose, I don't know, twenty percent of the audience or something. It'll kill. It'll kill the industry. Um, like I mean, right now, um, this first appearance of Joker's girlfriend is—he don't need no new girlfriend, but yeah—is is driving things up because the first appearance and people think it'll 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 play. And she and, looks cool though. She looks cool. Yeah. So uh, that I mean, and then that stuff. I mean, we, as much as it, it to, to me, it's like that's. That's not what com- comics are about, exploring the soul and all that bullshit. I say, like, I can't explore the soul unless people buy 120,000 Batmans. Like, they, those, the, the two things are... So we need people who love continuity to keep coming into the store, so I don't think we can get rid of it. Anything else? Anybody else? Y'all sure? Y'all want to get book signed? Get some book signed. Do some waves, some cool nods. <laughs> Relive the beginning of the comic. In real life. Yeah. <laughs> For the sixth time. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed us. Thank you. So, he's Tom King. He's the writer. I'm Tom, Tom, yeah. I'm the host.